Good morning and welcome back to the Hit Bodies podcast. It is your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I am here to chat with you about so many things. I am just so many updates. How are you? How have you been? Did you have a good weekend? Was it freezing where you live too? So if you're new here, the Hit Bodies podcast, so I, I run this workout group and I started it back in 2017. And so this podcast is simply an extension of the workouts themselves. So on the workouts, it's live. It's like we're workout buddies, but I'm out of breath. I have to talk to you about the workout. So like I can't get everything out that I want to get out. So the podcast just allows me to like chit chat, you know, the the bonus stuff, the things that I need to get to you, you know. So I try to be helpful. I really do. But I'm going to be honest with you, like I also include a lot of personal and it's like this is mostly just like a personal podcast and I feel like it's just a really efficient form of girl talk for me, which actually reminds me back in the day when I was in my 20s, I had a blog, a dating blog, and I, it was again, just an efficient form of girl talk. Like it was like I could give all of my girlfriends the update via the blog, like, and I, I kept the podcast or the blog anonymous so it's not like anyone could just Google it. And I use like pretend names. Like I would say like the basketball coach, the firefighter, you know, whoever I was like hanging out with. Right. So it was fun. Um, but it was actually like, I feel massive guilt that like the guys, some of the guys found the pod, the blog, you know, I keep almost saying podcasts. Like that would be really crazy if I had a, you know, like people, does anyone do that? Like a dating podcast, like if they're like in the dating world, it kind of quickly becomes boring if you meet someone, right? And then it's just like, you know, but for me, lucky for me, I, it took me a long time to find someone. So I had quite a bit of content there for a while. I'm not giving you the name of that blog, by the way. Um, it is still out there in the, in the world. It's pretty funny, but yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's, let's get into it. So we need a, a weekend recap. Okay. We're going to start with Friday. Friday, Cameron and I were looking forward to it because we were ready to have a date night. We haven't had a date night in quite a long time. My mom was going to take Kevin for the night and Casey for dinner. And so we were going to go out to dinner or just something, right? Well, when I pick up Kevin from school, he like, he had slept in that morning, which is always like extremely out of character for him. But, you know, we just thought like, hey, we got lucky, right? But he looked really tired, like his eyelids looked heavy. And I was like, why are you so tired? Like you slept in so long, right? And just like, it's adding up. Like he, kids always do that. They give you the warning that they're about to get sick by like sleeping a long time, like sleeping in and that kind of stuff, right? So I was like, oh no, oh no. Like he's like out of it. Like he's seeming lethargic. So I checked his temperature. Sure enough, he had a fever. And he took a nap that afternoon and the fever just got like worse and worse. And I was like, oh, and, and massive guilt as a mom because I just picked him up from school. So he was just like around all these kids. And of course, panic is like because they had let us know that there was like COVID cases at the school too, his little preschool. So I'm like, oh my gosh, how bad is this going to get? Right. Um, so anyway, he was sick. He was sick on like Friday and Saturday. We didn't get our date night, obviously, but whatever. So then Casey gets sick. Okay. We do like our Costco run on Saturday. Like we do, you know, it's just, we're kind of indoors. It's like a really cold weekend, but like, can I tell you about Sunday? So Casey was sick on Sunday and like, I, I do, I sound like I'm smiling because it was a dream day. Oh, I'm the monster. Cause she felt terrible. 
But she snuggled with me. She's a, I still nurse. She's like 16 months old or something. Um, she just slept on the boob all day. And I read. And it was like, I feel like a monster, but it was like everything I needed and more. It was, oh, I, I know I feel terrible because, she, I mean, she truly just slept all day. She just woke up for like little bits of time and just, just to like lay on me, you know, like it was, it's so heartbreaking when they don't feel good. But like, I knew it was going to go away. Like I just watched my son go through it. Right. Oh my gosh. It was the best day though. So I finished the fourth wing. If you haven't read that book, I'll give you, I'm just going to give you a little bit of like what it's about. It's about a young girl who goes to a war college and she kind of trained her whole life to be what's called a scribe, which is like, I don't really know like what I would define a scribe to be, but like she thought like she's like little, right? Like this is like a good fit for her, like just writing books, that kind of thing, right? Like, so she's just like really intelligent, but her mom forces her to go into the writer's quadrant, which is incredibly dangerous. It's where you like ride a dragon, okay? And so these dragon writers they're ruthless like of the people who go into the school like it's like 30 percent make it make it out alive it's like that intense okay so it's just this action-packed book with like you know some romance in there some spiciness like it is a damn good book like I just so I read I've read A Court of Thorn and Roses and I've read Fourth Wing and I like I know some of you are like Chelsea I just really don't care but like let me tell you I love both books. Fourth Wing gets to it quicker. You know what I mean? If you need a book that just like locks you in pretty quickly, I feel like that one is, that's a better one for it. Court of Thorn and Roses, it's like the first book's good, but the second book, the second book is real good. And then the, like, I, and I thought the third book, like, because the second book like ended on a cliffhanger. So then you're just like fiending for the third book. (laughs) So I don't know, like I, I haven't read the this the second fourth wing book, which is called Iron Flame. I'm taking a break and I'm reading a Colleen Hoover, which I'll tell you which one I'm reading in a second. Um, but yeah, like it was just like that that book would have taken me at least like another couple days to finish, but I just got to lay in bed with my baby snuggled on me reading all day yesterday. What a dream. What a dream. And on top of it, like it was almost like I subconsciously knew she was we were gonna have the laziest day because I did my grocery pickup on Saturday. Now normally I do my grocery pickup on Sunday, but I gotta tell you, I think I'm gonna start doing it on Saturdays because Saturdays we're an out and about family typically. We're like, we're going to Costco, we're gonna go to the park, we're like we're out and about, we're doing things. So like why not do my grocery pickup on Saturday? Because Sunday I you know, I don't want to have anything on my to-do list. You know, it just it just adds like the weekend's already coming to an end. It's a little bit depressing that feeling on a Sunday. So it's like if I can like really eliminate my to-do list on a Sunday, I think that's nice. So I think I'm going to move my grocery pickup. Like who cares? I know you guys are like, Chelsea, this is, these are weird details, but I'm just letting you know. Now, normally my strategy behind doing my grocery pickup on Sunday was like, the produce thought like I'm trying to make my produce last as long as possible into the week but just like shifting everything back a day it's just it's really not that big of a deal um plus I feel like I eat better when I just got groceries like Saturday night there is something there where you like kind of still want to eat like an a-hole but if I if you just got groceries you're more likely you're going to be like more excited and more likely to like eat healthy right okay 
So the next book I started reading, because, like, I finished Fourth Wing at, like, 11 a.m. yesterday, and Casey was just still laying on me. I was like, I'm, what am I going to read next? Do I go straight to Iron Flame? Like, what do I read? I decided to read Too Late by Colleen Hoover. So this book is kind of interesting because I guess she never intended to publish it. It was, like, something she was just working on in her spare time, and she, like, posted some chapters online, and people were like, we want more, we want more, we want more, and people, like, kept wanting it. And then people were like, we want it on the Kindle. So it just like, she ended up like officially publishing it, I guess. But because it's so different and kind of dark, I think she changed like what she wrote the book under. Like this is all at the beginning of the book. She like says this. And so it's like, I think she said like, see Hoover instead of Colleen Hoover. It's by or something like that. I don't know. She said she was going to do use her initials or whatever. I don't know. I didn't even pay attention to that stuff. But and I kind of skimmed it. because I was like, I'm just I'm going to read the book. I'm not going to judge you, Colleen. It's fine. I get it. It's different. But yeah, it's different. It's dark. Whoa, it's dark. And it's a little scary. Like I'm not that far into the book. But I'm like, ooh, this is this is a little scary because it's like the thing about a Colleen Hoover book versus like a fantasy book. Like I obviously just read a fantasy book with like a lot of death right but it's a fantasy book and it's very easy to separate yourself from it but the thing about a Colleen Hoover book is it's very realistic so that like almost makes like no one's gotten hurt yet but it's just like it makes it all like more intense and scary because it is like realistic and it's like something that could be really going on like right now you know so anyway if you haven't gotten into reading fiction, I wanted to tell you, it's so funny. There's this, okay, there's this, there's this couple that I, I used to follow and like, I don't know, I just like them. So they, they run this blog called Keto Connect and their recipes are so good. Like try their keto cashew chicken, try their keto butter chicken. Like they have so many good recipes on there. Like amazing, amazing. Um, but I, I used to listen to their podcast. They have this podcast called Keto for Normies. And it's funny, I they were probably one of the inspirations for me starting a podcast because I would just listen to like the first 10 to 15 minutes when they would just like BS because this couple, like they were in the same point in their lives that I was in in my life. Like they had had their first child and I just really enjoyed listening to them, but they hadn't posted an episode since 2021. And I would realize I was like, I haven't seen like anything from these people. And I checked on their Instagram and it's like, they're still posting stuff, but nothing personal. It's all just like food stuff. Like it kind of just seems like maybe they have like a staff posting things. Like they have a really large following, right? I feel like I'm friends with them though. It's very weird. Okay. So anyway, I went to their YouTube channel and they are still posting stuff on YouTube, but it's just like family vlogs. And so I kind of like got the updates. And so they were known for doing keto like all the time, right? But now that they like have two kids and stuff, they're just like eating a more balanced diet, just like eating healthy as a family and just like doing their thing. But they actually were moving up to Michigan to like homestead. Like they were going to like, you know, have a bunch of land and farm animals and the whole thing. And it just, it sounds so dreamy. I think they previously lived in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But anyway, it was just, it was really fun to see those updates. There was a point to this story, though, and I'm kind of trying to remember what it was. <sighs> it's gone. It's long gone. There was a point like it. it oh, there, I, I'm, I got it. I got it. So I was watching one of their vlogs this morning and the, the guy, he was saying like he used to read all these self-help books, but he kind of th- felt like it's just the same five points like 
repurposed in different packages with every self-help book you read. And I'm like, I couldn't agree more. Like I've read a fair amount of self-help books and it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, and, and sometimes you need it. Like you need that like motivation or whatever. And it's like to keep your house clean or to like get things done, to wake up earlier, who knows, right? Like there's just all these different things. But he was saying that like reading fiction has helped him improve his life more. And I, I mean, it kind of just made me feel better about how much I'm like enjoying reading fiction. But I'll be honest, I don't know that it's improved my life. I mean, I, okay, I feel like it's much better than scrolling because you're like, f- like in terms of focus and that kind of stuff. I, I need, I had to pause the video because I had to do the workout. So I'm going to go back and see why he thinks those things. And I was also like taking his recommendations, not for myself, but for my husband. I just feel like men and women have different tastes when it comes to entertainment, period. But Cameron did finish A Court of Thorn and Roses. It took him so long because he doesn't have, you know, the time to read like I do. Um, but he really enjoyed it. He really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious if he's going to want to read the next one or not. Because I told him, I was like, it doesn't, the first book doesn't end on a cliffhanger. You kind of feel like it wrapped up and you're just like, okay. You know, and, and it's not amazing like the second one. Like the second one is just, like I said, you're like fiending for the next one. Anyway, I'll shut up. So that was something I stumbled across like this weekend and this morning that was kind of interesting about that little Keto Connect family. I do, I really like them. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was just hitting a plateau because I have hit a plateau and <laughs> it's so annoying, but at the same time, I'm, I am the biggest believer in trusting the process. Like I, it's, it's annoying because I would love the validation from the scale or whatever that I'm, you know, killing it. Right. Cause I am, I'm killing it. Like I'm eating low carb, I'm drinking water. I'm okay. Let's be honest. There's like two days a week that I get 10,000 steps a day, but like, Hey, at least I'm getting that, okay? And I, I'm going to continue working on being a more active human most of the time. It's just, it's hard, you know? These small kids, they, you know, like, it's the one-year-old. I could get a, a more steps in if it was just Kevin because, you know, he can keep up. But, like, the one-year-old can't keep up, and she's not really a stroller girl, and that's on me. I'm not a stroller mom because I'm, like, too lazy to haul a stroller around. So that's on me. I've created this monster, this situation where it's, like, I either am carrying a 22 pound child, which kind of like doesn't feel good after. Anyway, it's just, and she doesn't want to be held that long, right? Like she wants to walk around. She wants freedom to do her own thing. So it's just hard. It's hard to get steps in, but I'm going to continue working on it. Okay. But back to the plateau thing. That's what I was trying to talk about was, so I have been eating low carb since like, I don't know, the day before the new year or something like that, new year's Eve. I don't know, something like that. And I, I've been so consistent. Like, I feel like I've never eaten this healthy before. Like, I honestly, my body is a temple. I, you can't tell me nothing, you know? Like, I'm just feeling really good about it. Um, but I'm annoyed that the progress does not reflect how amazing I'm doing, you know? And I want to talk about, like, what do you do when that's the case? So when you hit a plateau, I think these are kind of the steps you need to go do. First, are you really killing it? Or are you kind of like kind of sort of killing it, right? Because I always say like if you're kind of sort of trying, you kind of sort of get results, right? And so you you can only get away with the kind of sort of effort for so long, unfortunately, when it comes to weight loss. And it's like it just – it's hard. And I'm not going to be the one to lie to you and be like, oh, yeah, you just like eat better and it works. Like it it just – it takes 
really intentional effort, especially as you get older, especially after like you have kids and yeah, like you don't even realize it when you have kids. If you really aren't eating with intention, you will like slip up and eat the nuggets and the whatevers, you know, and like you just all those little things that add up over time, the late night snacks after they go to bed, all that kind of stuff, right? So if you're truly intentional, okay, that's number one, like the first thing that you want to go past. Now, the next one is as far as like your movement, how consistent are you with it? So you guys know for me, I am I am doing my workouts five days a week. I'm very proud of them. I think they're great. I am trying to just be an, a more active human on a day-to-day basis, which is really, th- that's important. And it's something that I don't like to admit that I'm, like if I were to fill out a thing, I always put that I'm active. But the truth is, I'm kind of not. Like I just, I, do, I work out every day, but like that's it. Beyond that, I'm mostly sitting. Like I'm sitting in the car. You know, I'm sitting on the floor playing with my kids. I'm sitting at my desk doing my work like I lots of sitting is happening so I'm trying to just be a more active human on a day-to-day basis and I'm it's a work in progress and you know I'm slowly finding ways that I can change it up so like I'd like to I don't need like a full-on stand-up desk but I was thinking of like just doing some makeshift stuff so that I could stand and work a little bit more at my computer I mean shoot I can even just do it at the kitchen counter right like it that allows me to stand right um, I stand up desk. It definitely has to be like a sit to stand situation, you know, right? Like you can't just stand the whole time. That's kind of seems crazy, like crazy uncomfortable. I don't know, but that is something that I'm working on. Just trying to be on my feet more instead of on my butt. Okay. Um, and that, so I think that's something that you need to look at. And if you're not getting consistent workouts in, you got to own up to that and like figure out like, okay, how can I be more consistent about my workouts? And then the next one is like, if you are, if you know that you're doing all of the things, then you got to let go and you got to trust the process. Okay. And that's one of the hardest things to do, but you, you can only do so much, right? Like you, you can't control everything. Your body is also partially the boss, right? And you just got to, it's going to happen. And it's annoying that it takes longer for you than it does other people. Like I get it. Because it, t- I feel like it takes forever for me, and it's some BS, man. Like, I will, I haven't talked about it in a while, so let's let's vent about it. I don't know if she's gonna be listening today. I, she, I think she listens to the podcast still. But Jen, I mean, after she had her daughter, the girl wasted away effortlessly. Girlfriend was eating so much food, and she was one of those that just like breastfeeding made her itsy bitsy even skinnier than before she got pregnant and I'm like what you know like and and so when you if you're anything like me like I like I can be happy for you but also be a hater that you're not like experiencing the same difficulty that I did right like you know misery loves company right and so when something's challenging for me it's like I want other people to experience that challenge as well you know because I want to relate on it But at the same time, you know, that's, yeah, that's great for her. That's great for her, right? Um, So if you're, if you're one of those people that you see people in your life where they don't have to try as hard and you're like, why is it so hard for me? And it's annoying. I just want you to know, samesies, you're not alone. It's annoying. And you don't need to like go as far to say like there's things wrong with you. Like that's where, that's where we got to like chill out, I think, is when we're just thinking it's the hormones, it's the this, the that. And it's not to say that those things don't play a huge role. Like obviously 
PCOS makes a huge impact. You know, endometriosis, insulin resistance, autoimmune conditions of all thyroid stuff. All of those things play a huge role. And I think like empowering yourself with the knowledge to help those things. But then like from there, moving forward, right? Like just moving forward. Don't don't give up and blame said thing forever. You know, I don't know. If it's something that you care about. Obviously, you don't have to care about weight loss. Like not everyone needs to. You know, for I, I am the person when I, doing the job I do, it puts a lot of pressure on me to feel really confident in my own skin. And so, yeah, that's a, like, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. If I didn't do the job that I currently do at this, the point I'm at right now, I would let go. I would let go. I'm fine with where I'm at, but doing the job I do, I feel like in order to attract new people, in order to build my business, in order to like, I feel like I need to take it a step further. Like, I, it's hard for me to advertise myself as a fitness professional at the point I'm at, which is like, I hate admitting that out loud, but it's true. And is it exhausting? Yes, but it's like, there's certain sacrifices that you make working in different industries. And this is one of them with working in the fitness industry. Like, am I going to be the skinny mini? No, I'm not. Like, I, I literally love food too much. But like, should I be at a healthy body fat percentage according to like my DEXA scan and those kind? Yes, Chelsea, we can at least get there. We can we can at least get there, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, I was I was like really all over the place, wasn't I? Yeah. So for this next portion of the podcast today, I decided to like pull up this article from Harvard. And it's stop making these common workout mistakes. And I'm just going to say, like, if I agree with it, do I have any business saying I know better than Harvard? Probably not. So I should probably agree with everything they say, but I'm just going to give you my honest feedback here. Okay, so I'll just kind of like summarize each one. So the first one says skipping the warm up. You need to warm up your muscles so they're more flexible before you put them to work, especially when you get older. An older person has less flexible muscles and tendons. Muscles can tear easily because they have less water content and they're less brittle and less elastic. I would agree. So when it comes to a warm-up, I'm a big believer in an active warm-up. So like an active stretch is a great way to loosen up the muscles. So if you've ever done my workouts, you know that at the beginning we it's think of it like stretching type moves but you're moving through them and that's called an active stretch. Whereas at the end of the workout, I do a static stretch where you hold yourself in place. Um, so yeah, I would agree. Yes, that's a common, don't make that mistake. Don't skip a little, a warm up. It doesn't have to be crazy, but just like a little something, something. Being inconsistent. An occasional or weekend workout is less effective than more frequent activity. Well, duh. Or cramming a week's exercise into a single session increases the risk for injury. 100% agree. It is so much more beneficial to have like, you know, three, three to five amazing workouts in a week than like one insane one. You know what I mean? You're going to get more benefit by spreading it out. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Okay. Lifting too much weight, lifting too much weight, especially too soon. If you're starting to get back into a routine can lead to muscle tears. I would agree. I do think that you know, oftentimes, I don't know. I don't, I would not say that's a common mistake. I think a more common mistake is people not lifting enough weight, you know, being, once you get comfortable with the form, learning how to push yourself, because I think the real magic happens when you're moving more weight week after week. 
But yeah, you don't want to lift too much too soon. You want to get comfortable with the move. I think that's really important. Um, not resting muscle groups. Working the same muscle groups every day can cause injury. Muscles need at least 48 hours after a strength workout to recover and rebuild. So I don't think it's beneficial. To, like, if you don't know this already, recovery is when the magic happens. So when you work out, you're actually getting weaker. When you recover, the muscle is repairing itself to be stronger than before. So yeah, like 24 to 48 hours is, sorry, not 24. You need more. Like at least take a day off before you get to the next one. Um, yeah, so I agree. I agree, Harvard. <laughs> Improper hydration. Fluids help cushion your joints and stabilize blood pressure and heart rate. Exercising causes you to lose water and electrolytes when you sweat. Yeah, so I think adequately hydrating is important, but also like electrolytes. We need to talk about it, right? So electrolyte doesn't have to be in the form of an electrolyte supplement, but I do think that's a fantastic approach. Like I, you guys know I love keto vitals and you do not have to eat keto to take keto vitals. It just, it doesn't have sugar. It's like sweetened with stevia and it, it tastes great. In fact, I really need to order some more. But sodium, potassium, and magnesium, when those are out of whack or like you're low on electrolytes, you're going to start experiencing cramps. So like if you've ever been pregnant and had the pregnancy Charlie horse, oh my gosh. I mean, Charlie, anyone who's experienced a Charlie horse, but I'm telling you when you're pregnant, they come in next level in the middle of the night. It's the worst. So I had to, it was such a like struggle when I was pregnant because I didn't want to drink a bunch of water, which the electrolyte supplement, if I didn't take it right before bed, then I would be waking up with cramps for sure around like 2 a.m. But I didn't want to drink a bunch of water before bed because then I'm going to be up all night peeing. Like I had to be really strategic about like when I drink my water, all of those things, right? So I actually, Keto Vitals, I don't know if they still have them, but they had capsules. So it allowed me to like not drink a whole glass of water. I could just drink enough to like swallow the pills. And that got the electrolytes in me without like filling up my bladder. <laughs> I know these these things of pregnancy are crazy, but yeah, like if you're exercising, especially, and you start to notice muscle cramps, it is really important to consider electrolytes. Like, yes, water is important, but electrolytes are also really important. So like, don't be scared to salt your food, those types of things, because you need it. Um, poor posture. Exercising with slouched posture, po- bleh, posture and rounded shoulders puts you at risk for back and shoulder injury. I am like such a stickler on this. Like you guys know it. I'm all about I always say neck and back in alignment, nice and straight. Um, and I, I really break down like deadlifts. If you ever join hip bodies on our form and technique, it's a, so it's a workout, but it's a form and technique workout. So you, I love doing it like that. Cause like no one wants to just like watch a tutorial, right? So it's a full workout where we really are breaking it down as we go. So you can really get comfortable doing those moves and you're doing it a bunch of times, right? And then you can move into like, the workouts where you're potentially adding weight. But yeah, I'm when it comes to posture, I am such a stickler on it. I I think I've done really well being in the fitness tree, the fitness industry for nearly a decade and I haven't like okay, I have to knock on wood and I'm not even a knock on wood kind of girl, but like I'm so grateful that I haven't experienced any serious injuries, you know? Like I think I'm doing pretty dang good. I'm proud of that. Um so that is all that Harvard said and I would say I agreed with everything. Um, and they said these were common workout mistakes. So I'm going to add on like what I think are really common workout mistakes. And I think it's doing random stuff. Okay. It's like, it's like going on YouTube and just like grabbing a random workout. 
that's not going to be beneficial unless you're like consistently kind of and I guess that goes with like the inconsistency thing but it's like the difference between training and just moving right we're not just trying to burn calories to burn calories we're trying to like train our body to get stronger so we can build a furnace for metabolism that way when you lose weight you actually keep it off it's that's where the magic is right um because so many people can lose weight by like spending six months with eating less and moving more and then their metabolism adapts and then they can be doing the exact same thing six months later and somehow be gaining weight right and that's why we want to work smarter that's why we want to train there's such a difference such a difference so I'm I'm curious if you found that interesting or helpful that I basically just agreed with an article. Is that, it's not plagiarizing. Like I'm giving them credit. I'm giving them credit. The next thing I'm going to say for workout mistakes is not getting enough sleep. So, and I know that like so much of my audience, like you guys don't have control over this. Like you have small children that are just like, yeah, talk to them. Talk to them. They're the reason I'm not getting sleep, right? But when you're not getting enough sleep, like Sleep is when your body is like regulating its hormones, when it's repairing those muscles, like all of those things are happening while you sleep. So if you don't get enough sleep, you're missing out on the magic of your workouts, you know? So I would say that's like also a big mistake that people don't prioritize that. But I don't know. I, how much sleep do you guys need? I am, I am like eight, eight hours minimum, eight hours minimum. If I'm only getting seven, like I'm not okay. Like eight hours minimum, but like I really do well with nine. I'm like a nine hour night girl. And that's really hard to make happen. Like a lot of, I have to make sacrifices, okay, in order to get nine hours of sleep. Um, okay, so today we also did like just a fun random fact about ourselves. So I do a question of the day every day. And so today I did um, just what's a fun fact. And I'll, I'm going to tell you a couple of them. And then I'll just, yeah. So this, the one girl said that she tried octopus for the first time and she really liked it. And she's not that adventurous of an eater. So that was like a really big deal. And so I am so curious because like when I think of eating octopus, I think of just like calamari, which is like squid. But it's like, mm, it's not the same thing, right? So what the heck does octopus look like? Um, <clears throat> okay, like another one was I can fit my fist in my mouth what? And then she also said she has a Gene Simmons tongue and it goes past her chin when she sticks it out. Whoa. That is like, those are both crazy. Okay. So first things first, I cannot fit my fist in my mouth and my tongue. I can't do like anything cool with my tongue. You know how like people can remember like when it was like, I don't know, like it was like a cool, well, like kind of like, you, you know what I'm thinking with, with the cherry, the cherry stem when people like tied in a knot with their tongue. I could never do that. And like, I still don't understand how people can. It's like such a like hot girl thing to do, you know? Um, I think my husband can do it actually. Okay. The last one that we have so far is my tongue can touch my nose. I don't know why everyone's talking about their tongues today, but that's what we got. Um, we also... And then, okay, so someone said, I didn't know you could do laser hair removal yourself. So I'm, I want to dive into this because I talked about it on the workout this morning. So last year before Cancun, I had to address the elephant in the room, which was the bumps that I was getting on my thighs. Like when I got, it, it started happening when I got pregnant with my second child. It had never happened before. And I was like, this is not cute. It was like, but I couldn't really see it. I could only see it sometimes because my belly was so big by the time I was like, that area was showing. But like after I 
gave birth, I was like, okay, this is horrifying. Like this is, it was really bad. Like it was like either we were hairy or we looked like maybe there was an infection. You know what I mean? Like there was no in between. So I, you know, first I was like doing all this research on like how to make those bumps go away, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I started thinking, I was like, what about those at-home laser hair removal things? Because I could not find the time to consistently go to those appointments. So I was like, I'm just going to see if I could order one. So I go on Amazon and I just, I ordered one and I I read the reviews and they were mixed. They were mixed, which I would say reviews in general for laser hair removal are mixed because it doesn't work on everyone. It's like the best candidate is someone with lighter skin, darker hair. That's like the easiest for the laser to get because of like the contrast or whatever. So I had done professional laser hair removal in the past, but it didn't last, obviously. So bringing me to ordering this device. And so for about two months, I did it every other day. And fast forward, it actually worked. Um, I kind of stopped at that point, like once we went to Mexico and then I, cause I was kind of good. Like I was, I would say like I had decreased the hair in like by 80%. Like I was doing pretty good, but I, I would like to like finish the job and a little bit has come back since then. So I decided like, you know, it's the perfect time of year. We're going back on our laser hair removal game. So it's just, this is just me letting you know that I have used the at-home devices and it works. It, and I don't think it matters which one you get. Like, I don't know, maybe just read some Amazon reviews. I can, I'll try to, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'll put the link to the one I got. I'll try to remember. If you, if you want to Instagram DM me, then I'll send it to you that way. But I can just tell you right now, like going through my Amazon history right this second doesn't sound fun. And I want to get this podcast up before I have to go to preschool pickup. So just d- DM me if you want the link to the one I have. But I really don't think it matters that much. Like you can get any of them on Amazon. So anyway, what was I going to say? I guess that's just like what I've been doing was I've just been at home laser hair removaling myself. And I talked about it on the workout this morning. And I just, I think that if you think you might be a good candidate for laser hair removal, but like don't want to spend thousands of dollars and like go to these appointments, I do think the at home devices work, but it takes a long time. Like you're going to do it every day for a month and you're going to be like, where's the results? Where are they? it took two months of being super consistent about it. I did it every other day and then I saw the results. So I don't know. Take, take that if you want. Okay. Let's go ahead and wrap up this podcast. I haven't done unpopular opinion in so long. So let's do unpopular opinion. I would love if you shared an unpopular opinion with me today. This is truly a hot take and I can't believe I've never said it before. I don't like concerts. I don't get it. It seems crazy. So concerts. So you're telling me I am going to pay a premium to then wait in lines, which I hate waiting in lines. And like I'm psychotically punctual, so I'm going to get there early, which just simply results in more waiting. And then when I'm standing there, it's like I can barely see. Like, you know, no, maybe you get amazing seats, right? Like, I don't know, but great. So then you can see a little better if you're there. But then the sound quality is like not good. <laughs> like no matter how good the sound system is, it's still like not that good. And it's like I can't change to only the songs I like, right? Like I have to listen to all of the songs that they want to sing, you know. And I, I'm not I'm not a like ride or die for like any particular artist. So there's going to be songs I don't like. 
you know, and there's just a lot of waiting involved, which I don't like. And then there, I have to like fight traffic to get out of the parking lot at the end of the thing, unless I leave a few minutes early, which I would absolutely do because again, I don't really like the concert to begin with. So just like across the board, I don't get it. I don't get concerts. I do, I do not understand it because you know what you can do instead for free. You can listen to the music online and it is going to be the best possible version of that song you like recorded in a like really nice studio where you can really just everything is crisp and clear and it's like the best take of everything. Why would you not go with that over the concert? Like, and, and then here's the best part. You can play it in your house, like in your pajamas. You don't have to like go anywhere, you know? And even, so for me, like if I were to like get married or have an event, you know, when it comes to like live music versus a DJ, like I'm always going to pick the DJ because then I can just have like this wide variety of music and it's going to sound amazing. I'm like, this is not me being a hater to people that like sing amazing. It's just like, I would rather have it be the recorded version versus like, you know, putting all that pressure on you to perform and like taking away your Saturday night. Like you, you should be able to record during the week and then like you should get your weekends too. You know, I get it. A concert's a thing to do. And like people really love performing live and all that. Like I, I do, I get it. But I, it's just like a world I don't understand. And like these, these insane music festivals like Coachella and like these like that are just days long, that I sort of get because it feels like more of an experience. You're getting more variety and there's like, you know, food trucks involved. Like, okay, you bring eating into it and I'm like a little bit more on board, but I would never go. I would like, you would have to pay me to go. That is just does not sound fun to me. But there I have some friends that they, they love a concert. Oh, my gosh. Like they're constantly going to shows. It's just not me. Not me. I barely like going to the movie theater. I actually, I'll be honest, I don't like going to the movie theater. Yeah, I don't like it at all. No matter how nice the movie theater is, it's not as nice as my bed with my TV that's mounted to the wall. That's the elite movie watching experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm an indoor girl. I'm a homebody. That's the, that's the real summary of this, isn't it? So I would love to know your unpopular opinion this week. It may, do you agree with me on the concerts? <laughs> Has there ever been a time? So I will say my parents, when I was young, took me to like the NSYNC concert and the Britney Spears concert. And I had never been so excited in my life just to be in the vicinity of these, of Britney Spears and NSYNC. Like I could not believe it was truly happening And like I so in those moments, I really loved it, not so much for like the music listening experience, but just to be in the same vicinity as those people, because I was such like a diehard fan, you know, but like fast forward as I get older, like I don't care. They're just people, you know, I can listen to your music from my phone. (laughs) I can listen to your music in the car. Like I'm good. I don't know. So, okay, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you are listening and you're not a member of Hit Bodies and you're thinking about it, it would be a great time to join because we are going to be starting our Fit Girl February, like coming up in the next, you know, soon. And it's going to be so good. Like, I think you're going to love it. I'm still kind of finalizing the details on it, so I don't have too much to say. But if you go to hitbodies.com, you can get yourself signed up and you will be in there for February. I would love to have you. And if you, if you like this podcast, you're going to love being my workout buddy. 
I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Okay. Cause you get these updates every day with your workout. Maybe you don't like to work out like that. And in that case, you can just listen to the podcast, but I do hope you consider being a part of Hit Bodies. I would be honored to be a part of your fitness journey. So thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye.